Hey everybody, it's your buddy Jack. Hope this podcast finds you doing well, right? I don't know, again, if you're listening uh, in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, on a run, um, whatever it is, uh, your time of day, I hope you have a blessed day, um, and or I hope you've had uh, a blessed day, whatever time of the day it is for you, right? It does happen to be evening time for me here in North Texas. But it's nice. It's nice and very warm, (laughs) right? Very warm. But I like it. I'll get used to it again. As some of you listeners may recall, I did live up in Oregon for six years. And this is my second summer back, and I'm having to reacclimate a little bit. Um, I know you guys don't get to see me, but I'm kind of a heavy guy. So the heat is uh, not really easy right <laughs> not really easy anyway hope you guys are having a, a, a good day or i've had a good day right um that support button don't forget to hit that support button i appreciate anything and everything that you feel led to contribute right anything you feel led to contribute um to help this podcast out i am greatly appreciative of and as i've said before I count it all a blessing, an absolute blessing, right? And as always, if right now all you can offer is uh, um, some prayer, right? You know, I'm a man of faith. I believe in God and I believe in the power of prayer. And if you do too, and that's what you can do, I am blessed, right? I am blessed. I'm hoping to end um, this particular um, season on a good note, right? On a good note. So let's talk. (laughs) Let's talk celebrating an anniversary, recognizing each other, right? Uh, I think I mentioned it in my last podcast, my wife and I, over the course of the last few days, have celebrated our 22nd wedding anniversary. And it was an absolute delight. My kids came over, right? Both my boys and their wives were here. Um, Two stepdaughters, two of my daughters were here. Bunch of grandkids. Love it, love it. Right? My uh, youngest son came early enough in the day that he, he fired my grill up for me. That's how we do. Right, he fired up the grill and he did uh, some grilling out for us and was greatly appreciative. It was a good weekend. I think my wife got and I. It's Memorial Day weekend. Um, yesterday was Memorial Day, and I think that we got married on this holiday, <laughs> maybe to ensure that we would most of the time have a three-day weekend. Right, that was planning ahead for sure. So. It was a beautiful weekend. Celebrating an anniversary shows that our marriage is a priority in our life. And I talked about that a little bit in the last session over mental illness and and, uh, kids dealing with mental, mental health issues. It gives us a chance to pull back from the daily bump and grind, right? Um, and relive a moment that changed 
our life forever. And it was a blessed day too, the day of our marriage. Marking the date helps us remember the past in a positive light. Right? Hopefully you guys had a good wedding day if you're listening and you're a married couple. Ours came with a little bit of thunderstorms and a couple of tornadoes. That's how we do in Texas, right? But, believe it or not, our memories change over time. Our past is colored by our present. We convince ourselves to remember some events and forget others. What we choose to focus on can have a huge impact on your marriage, on our marriage. Anniversaries also help us create new memories and traditions. One of our favorite ones, I think, is people may think it's strange, but when we celebrate Valentine's Day, ever since the kids were toddlers, we celebrated it together, probably because there's so many of them, right? When we got married, we brought together five toddlers, um, having three living with us, but on a lot of occasions, we would have all five, especially on the weekends. But that was a tradition that we started, celebrating Valentine's Day as a family, right? My wife would cook up something nice and bake up some nice sweets of some sort. And we made a, we made a family event out of it. Some couples might make a sort of relational issue, right? A relational pilgrimage back to where they took their first date and shared their first kiss. Looking back at those kinds of events is is nice. Others might adhere to the traditional anniversary gifts, giving something made of paper or for your first anniversary, something... Maybe something shiny, maybe clothes if you, you know, whatever. Usually it's something shiny. (laughs) These rituals take a deeper meaning as time goes on. And they can become memories and milestones that couples lean on when times get rough. That is something that my wife and I, I feel, have managed very well in our lives because we've had a lot of tough times, right? It didn't take me a year and a half. I think I've shared this before. A year and a half, maybe a little bit longer, but at that point, my wife left me. And we were separated for seven months. I know that um, we both believe that somehow, some way, God changed our heart, her heart, and restored our marriage. That's how we both equally feel, um, which is good that we can agree on that. We both feel like God has done a lot of good things in our lives. So, do you woo your spouse all over again? Do something different, make it special. Act like it's your first day and you're gunning for a second. Take the day off work. Make plans or reservations ahead of time. 
dress up a little, put on some cologne or perfume, do some old-fashioned flirting, show your spouse that he or she is truly the love of your wife. My wife and I did manage to go out, um, and we enjoyed a nice dinner at uh, a restaurant we hadn't been to yet. Not super high end, but a little. Why not? Right? It's a nice it's a nice evening. And then we went to this little jazzy place where this guy was playing music, right? And um, we'd done that before one year when we were down in Fort Worth, Texas. She found this nice little jazzy club. Um, and so that was kind of reminiscent of that same evening, right? It was nice. Um, I think we had a good evening, right? Had a good evening. We were alone and got to share some, got to share some, you know, growing pains, reflect back on the things that we've experienced over the years, right? And uh, describe how well we we have made it through a lot of the toughest storms. It was nice to be able to sit and talk with each other um, like that, right? Reminiscence is good. Remembering, taking long walks. We haven't done that in a while, but, you know, the weather's nice. Well, we're kind of in rainy tornado season right now, so it's kind of shot in the dark, but that's something we both enjoy doing. But anniversaries are the perfect time to remember the precious times you've spent together. Tell stories, watch that grainy wedding video if you know where it's at, right? Sometimes you store stuff, box it up, and who knows. Or maybe look at old photos. We got married outdoors in the rain with tornadoes on the ground just a few miles away. So that makes for a little bit of an exciting an exciting wedding day, right? Because uh, you don't ever know what's going to happen when the tornadoes hit the ground, which way they're going to go, how long they're going to stay on the on the ground, right? <laughs> There's all, all kinds of stuff like that that can occur when you live in Tornado Alley, right? It's tough. It's tough. Um, but it's fun, Right? Reminiscing isn't just about honoring the past. It's about the present, too. Because it points out just how far you've come as a couple and how good you are together. It can also inspire you to anticipate a brighter future. Hope that more special memories await just around the corner. I definitely know my wife is... My ride or die girl. We've been through a lot of things, man. A lot of things. And she feels like on a couple of occasions I would have had every right to have left. And I feel the same way about her. There are a lot of things in her life that have happened. And uh, sometimes I feel like that there were a few occasions where she would have had every right. Well, one she took advantage of. She did leave. <laughs> but aside from that, I feel like there were several more. But she never batted an eye. It was like once we 
got back together, restored our marriage, restored our faith in God, renewed our life, got back in church. That's what we choose to do. And we began to put God in our marriage first, right? We hope that we um, live our lives uh, um, as God, I, I hope, sees fit. But we all know we're all human beings first. And, yeah, we do. Everyone falls short. Um, of course, we're looking for progress, not perfection, right? So you do the best you can, and you fight through the storms together, and you become a team. So other things you can do, get maybe get gritty. Anyone who's been married for any length of time knows marriage isn't solely filled with rose-colored memories. The Bible explicitly tells us, now I'm reaching out to our faith fans, other believers, so bear with me. The Bible explicitly tells us that problems are a part of marriage. In 1 Corinthians 7.28 says, those who marry will face many troubles in this life. Boy, that's true. As annoying as those troubles are, they, they give your marriage a little bit of a grit. The ability to weather obstacles as a couple. Ask each other how your marriage is stronger because of what you've been through together. I know my wife would have a long and I, we would both have a list of how we see our marriage and how we have seen it grow and get stronger. Remembering difficult times can also remind you that God's been with you. Boy, that's true. And that your relationship is a part of God's divine storyline. Even those trials are part of the story. Even if you're not a family that believes in God or, or, or a faith family, Know that even those struggles help help define your marriage. Anytime you hit a bump in the road and you successfully make it through that, it makes you stronger as a couple. And they become part of your story. And hopefully they've helped and are helping you both become stronger in your marriage, maybe even more Christ-like, Right? Affirm each other. Boy, that's another one. Something I feel like my wife and I are both really pretty good at. Right? She kind of can get a sense. Um, I'm going to just say something positive. And sometimes I kind of, I get, I feel the same way. It's just sometimes you can kind of look at each other. And, and even if it's. Not true words of affirmation, but just a simple look in the eye and, a, and an I love you can go a long way. Right? It can go a long way. Affirm each other. Tell your spouse why you're so grateful that he or she is a part of your life. Explain how marriage has helped you. Describe what you value about your spouse. The things that make him or her so special. Do you love her eyes? Do you like how he hums when he makes coffee? Do you value how she never crumbles under pressure? That would be my wife. Somehow she tends to hold it through all the way through and then maybe fall apart. Or how he knows just what to say when you've had a bad day. 
Whatever is praiseworthy about your spouse, tell him or her. Anniversaries are a time for praise. A time for focus, too. A time to focus on each other's positive growth. Man, that's where I feel like a lot of marriages can fall short sometimes. If you're caught in a relationship where the other person really doesn't say much until they find something to argue about, that makes for a tough marriage. But if you can at least balance that with words of affirmation, right? And share that you've seen positive growth in them and in your relationship, it helps, right? How you've worked hard to become more compatible over time. That effort should be honored, especially on an anniversary. Especially on an anniversary. Take the time to show gratitude. This is closely linked with the point above that I just talked about. Be there is a subtle difference, right? Affirmation would say, I love the way you make me feel after a hard day at work. While gratitude would add, and I thank you for that. Thank God for your spouse, too. That I do. Over the last three years, I really don't know. I really don't know where my frame of mind would be. I really don't know where my physical health would be. And I I just... (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I owe my wife a debt of gratitude, and I do share it with her. I'm grateful for her, and I make sure that she knows it in some way, shape, form, or fashion. I want my wife to know it, but really know it, not just simply know it, right? Some people say, I don't ever say I love you. Well, you should know that I love you. No, it's not as easy as that. Even if your spouse knows that they know that you love them, It just feels so good to hear it. So good to hear it. Keep that in mind, right? Keep that in mind. Maybe do a, inspect it a little bit, right? The old axiom, if you're not growing, you're dying. Is also true for a marriage and anniversaries can be great opportunities to reflect on whether you and your relationship are growing. Review the previous years. Ask each other, what did we do really well last year in our marriage that we should keep doing? What should we change? What would make our marriage stronger? It's okay to have those conversations, right? I hope that you've grown to a point in your relationship that it doesn't start an argument because you might not agree on where you feel like your relationship as a couple is. And that's okay, right? 
There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all wrong with that. I really, really do feel like taking the opportunity to maybe, I guess you could call it inventory, call it doing an inventory on how you feel like things have gone, right? But don't let that be something that starts <coughs> starts an argument, especially on your anniversary, right? Now, bring in the family. That can be helpful, too. We often think of anniversaries as just time for husband and wife. And yes, alone time with your significant other is critical. But don't forget how important your children are and your extended family are to your relationship. Even on Valentine's Day, I shared this story. We celebrate with our kids since they are since they were small. We have Valentine's family dinner. Set aside a time to celebrate with them as well. And while you're at it, encourage them to answer questions like, what are your favorite things about your marriage? Or what do you see in our marriage that you might want to emanate someday, right? It's good conversation. It's good conversation. And my wife and I did just that. I think that's another reason why we love that our anniversary falls on Memorial Day weekend. Because we had our time, right, on Friday the 27th, alone, all afternoon and evening. And then Saturday and Sunday was spent with our kids and my parents, our grandkids, right? And we made a whole weekend of our anniversary. Monday, we did just rest, right? You got to make, make time for that as well. They give us a chance to reflect on one of the most important days of our lives. What I love about anniversaries. Recommit to our vows. Provide a time to appreciate all the joyous things life has given. And they allow us to change or allow us a chance to remember loved ones who have passed. Anniversaries are important for couples to maintain the bond they share. As you may know, my wife and I are a couple of faith. I've mentioned it several times, and we're a pretty strong couple in our faith. So, for my Bible reading listeners, if not, please bear with me. Here are a few Bible verses that we stand on, and I feel like my wife and I uh, would encourage you to do the same. This is from this is for my Bible readers. I don't want to offend anyone. Just bear with me. This, to me, is the most important one. 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs mm. that one verse would oh my gosh that's a whole hour sermon at least right i gotta read it one more time 
1 Corinthians 13, 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Mm. That is some good stuff, right? Here's another one. Again, bear with me. Ephesians 4.2. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Mm. Here's another one, Ecclesiastes 4.9. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. This one is very important in its own right. We have to hold each other up. We have to help each other up in different times. There's times when my wife feels down. There's times when I feel down. Prayerfully, we're not ever down at the same time. But if so, we know what to do. Or we feel like we know what to do. Right? You got to hold each other up. Ecclesiastes 4.9 discussed the importance of teamwork and partnership both of which are key for maintaining a happy and healthy relationship. Having someone to lean on through good and bad times is a sacred gift, just my opinion. The fact that I have her as a partner in life, right, I truly believe that she is a gift from God. And I hope most and every couple can feel the same way, right? We've been through a lot together. As you know, we're not unique to that. There are a million one couples out there that will tell you they've been through a lot together. But instead of focusing on what it is the lot is, right, learn to focus on what it is that they did to crawl out of those stressors. Right, so many times we want to focus on all the negative. Well, did you know that they did this to each other and that to each other? And come on now. I think people even who are struggling with um, an abusive significant other person can find a way out. And it ain't your business. One, right? It ain't your business. If you know of a couple that's been abusive to each other or he slapped her around a few times and they're verbally aggressive and abusive to each other, and now it's been two, three, four years ago, and they find themselves going to Bible studies and researching what God's Word is and leaning on other healthy couples, right? Maybe going to a self-help group or whatever. You see them putting their love into action, and you see that that relationship has been restored, who are you to judge that? Right? It ain't your business. 
Anniversaries are an important part of life. They remind us of important events, both personal and cultural. Whether we're marking a birthday, a wedding, or um, a civil partnership, or monumentous event, or the death of a loved one, an anniversary puts in a pin, uh, puts a pin on the calendar to remind us. Right? It, it's there to remind us of things we've experienced. And that's okay. It's okay. Right? Because some of those memories aren't going to be good, but a lot of them will. An anniversary puts a pin on the calendar to remind us of something that matters to us. It's a chance to reflect on relationship or a cultural identity to be to come together to remember a person who's died or celebrated a joyous event. We all do it. Do you ever struggle with setting aside the time, the money, the energy needed to celebrate your anniversary? Right? Sometimes we do drop the ball. But you do your best, right? You do your best. In this culture where divorce is a common occurrence, because some people see it more as an accessory, that if it stops going the way you feel like it should, divorce comes easy. There's no work involved in that. In this culture where divorce is a common occurrence, just the fact that you made it another year means that you've hit a milestone in your marriage, in your relationship. Even if things aren't perfect or the way you would hope they would be, staying together for another year deserves a celebration. This past May 27th marked 22 years of marriage for my wife and I. While looking back on beneficial uh, um, uh, benefits for our relationship, right, it's easy to also look ahead. It's good to glance back, but it's also good to be positive and to look ahead. Taking a chance at least once a year to discuss your hopes and dreams for the future can be really fun. Remember where you've been, acknowledge where you are, anticipate what's to come. Intimate knowledge. Spouses who are very emotionally connected as friends now know each other especially well. They consistently show a keen interest in what is going on in their partner's life. They are familiar with their mates' dreams, goals, friends, foes, challenges, joys, etc. They share multiple points of connection. I have worked with many couples who are so busy they do not even or do not have much cognitive room for what is happening in their spouse's life. And as a result, they find or have drifted into more separate and parallel lives. They may even feel lonely in their marriage. 
I don't know how anyone could let that happen. But I've seen it. Your own personal day-to-day bump and grind with work and work-related relationships seem to create a position for your spouse's relationship with you to take a back seat. Right? When you have, as it says, no more cognitive room for what is happening in your spouse's life. That's a sad place to be. My wife is on my mind most of the day, unless I'm distracted by work, right? Some people, I don't know. It's like, unless they're distracted by their spouse, they're going to move on with their day-to-day obligations. Me? I typically have to be distracted by my day-to-day things. Um, My wife is important to me. My wife has been life-changing for me. So fondness and admiration. Spouses who have a strong emotional friendship bond will consistently see the good in their spouse and marriage and will share a healthy amount of fondness and admiration. They will see the good in their partner and verbally acknowledge it. Research suggests that strong marriages have a minimum of five to one ratio of positive affirmations over negative remarks. Seeing the positive and speaking it Right? Seeing the positive and speaking it out at a five to one ratio causes couples to look forward to being at home with each other. It creates a peaceful place to enjoy together. You see, despite everything my wife and I have gone through, we have, right? We have each other's back. And when you get to a position where you can feel comfortable not only saying that, but truly knowing that, I think it creates even more intimacy in your relationship. I'm telling you, it hasn't been easy. Right? It hasn't been easy. We've had to work on uh, communication styles. Right? All that cliche stuff that counselors and therapists talks about. Working on our communication style, whether it's assertive, aggressive, or passive-aggressive. Or... You know what I mean. Learning how to do that stuff together. Right? And then knowing how your spouse as an individual communicates. That's That includes knowing nonverbals, right? Because there can be so many things that aren't said that if you just notice it and do a little bit of something to soften the bow if it's a stressor for your spouse, right? All of those little ways to communicate help. You just have to pay attention. In the counseling world, we call it active listening. 
significantly different than just <laughs> listening, right? Active listening. I think I'm going to leave that for a homework assignment. Look up the definition of active listening, right? And figure out a way to practice that. I think if each spouse, each person could really stay in tune with the other, what their wants, desires, needs are, it can surely help create an well-oiled machine that nobody can break, right? No matter who the stressor or what the stressor is, you manage to work it out. Every couple has pain points. Successful couples are aware of them and strive to work through them, right? Let me share that again. Every couple has pain points. Successful couples are aware of them and strive to work through them. Intentionally, right? Or intentionality means identifying a pain point in your marriage and thinking about how you can improve it by having a goal that you're always working toward together. Intentionality means identifying a pain point in your marriage. Man, and thinking it through and coming together for a common goal. Mm. This goal or bullseye could be anything from increasing intimacy. Who, who doesn't want that? And more thoughtful conversations to more date nights, right? So there's possibly more intimacy, more thoughtful conversation, maybe create more date nights. Man, I'm not so sure uh, that anybody would turn that down. I wouldn't, right? The second my wife says, I want us to go to dinner. My only question is, where to? What are you craving? Right? Supporting each other, I have found, is a key to being happy and having a healthy marriage with lots and lots of celebrated anniversaries. Happy wife, happy life. Boy, that statement is so true. So true. And I know that it's sort of cliche to everybody says that you're right. Happy life, happy wife. Um, but I said, what about the husband? Well, I'm telling you as a husband that if my wife is happy, she does things that makes me happy. Right? I think that's the hidden gem in the midst of that statement. Happy wife, happy life. Because if she's happy, she does things that make me happy. Mm. Okay, that's a good one. 
to end on. I appreciate your time. Thank you for listening. I hope you got something out of this podcast. And I hope if you have an anniversary coming up that it's a good one, or you make it good anyway, go out and have some fun. Do something you wouldn't normally do. I'm not a big jazz fan, but sitting there in that intimate atmosphere, in that intimate environment with my wife, us alone, lights dim, and there's some beautiful jazz music going on. I love it. She loves it, and it just makes us stronger. Appreciate your time. Until next time, be blessed, everybody.